Oh, good. I'm, I'm just, uh, I just want to share from my heart tonight, actually, the Lord, <laughs> really what I want to share on is the heart of the matter. <laughs> I don't know, the Lord just really spoke to me this week, because I, I, I have this quest to be able to keep the flow moving always, and I know over the last month, we've seen a lot of good presence, glory. Listen, last week, after you all left, it was like gold dust. I'm not kidding. It was all over the place up here. Someone beat me to rolling in it. I won't mention names. But, the, the, you know, the spirit of God, where I, where I guess apparently where I put the oil bottle, all of a sudden there was dust all there. People got healed last week. I'm talking, God wants to, what, what is the sign of gold dust, really? What is it? It's glory. It's God's glory coming in this place and releasing, releasing his presence thick so it manifests. What is it? It's just a sign. It's just a sign of his goodness. How's that? doesn't need to mean anything. We don't have to go cash it in. We don't have to try and vacuum it up. Come on. Although, I, you know, some of us would like to, you know. But come on, I just want to believe that heaven's blessing, that we, we shake heaven and then he releases his goodness. And my question to the Lord this today and this week, I'm like, God, I love this. I love what you do. I love what you're doing. I get so excited. I get testimonies during the week about what, you know, God healing folks. And I totally rejoiced in, in the scoliosis being touched and her just the manifestation of being free. And if you were here, you would have seen her legs going up and down the wall like... She's a young girl, anyway. I mean, she should be able to do that. But to, to be in pain and to be suffering with something that you've, you've grown up with, then all of a sudden you feel freedom, something, come on, God's up to something. And so we just need to believe that, come on, God wants to heal us body, mind, and spirit. And I just want to exhort you tonight because it has to do with our hearts. Can I tell you that? Sometimes it's the sovereignty of the Lord, but I know this, when I, when I begin on a wave of what the Lord is doing, I feel like, Holy Spirit, I just asked the Lord this week, I said, God, I just don't want it to stop. See, that's how I get. I get a little bit, and I'm like a bloodhound. I want to go more, further, deeper. Don't you want more of God? Because when we're hungry, right, we talk about hunger, Hunger brings manifestation of God's presence. I'm sorry, it's in the Bible. I can prove it to you. I won't do it tonight. But I've done it before, repetitively at some points. But the hunger of the Holy, uh, on your life for the Holy Spirit will bring a manifestation of God's presence. And so what, when we're hungry for God, there's something going on in our hearts. And God wants our heart to be pure, Right? And so I just want to look at a couple things, because you were created in the image and likeness of God. You know, when God created us, he created you in glory. Come on. Listen, let's just talk, let's just put aside the creation with Adam, that when Jesus came, all of a sudden you had this new life and you became a new creation, and it doesn't look anything like Adam blowing, uh, God blowing his life into dirt. It looks like something completely different. I'm sorry, but you have what's better. You have better than what Adam had at the beginning. Do you believe that? Kind of. I see some of you like, really? Uh, better than Eden. Come on, you have Eden inside of you. You have the pleasures of God that live inside of you. The glory of heaven living inside of you, right? And so when you were created in his image and likeness, there we go. 
all of a sudden newness of life, all of a sudden creation and resurrection life comes to you, and all of a sudden you begin to change on the inside. Come on, it's always the kingdoms from the inside out. It's just the way it works. And that's what the Lord is doing in this day. He's trying to get his church to look exactly like him. So here's what happens to me, right? We have like a month of strong, come on, strong oil, strong presence, strong. And I'm like, God, okay, whatever I'm doing, let me, don't let me mess up. <laughs> you know, whatever's happening, we want to ride the wave. I want to ride it all the way in. And God, please, don't go. Right, that's my heart's cry. Day in, day out, God, don't go. And so he's always dealing with me in my heart first. Come on, so he does this. He says, so when, when you were created to look like him, then we're created to act like him and walk in righteousness and truth. Because newness of life, when you've been given this new creation reality in your life, you're, all of a sudden you're walking in the truth and the righteousness. You just do. And I know Paul has this th thing where we talk about the wrestling of the flesh and all this stuff, but I'm telling you, when the glory of God gets on your life, you have no time to mess around with the other stuff because it's glory, because this presence is so thick and strong in your life that all of a sudden transformation begins to happen. And what did I say from the inside out? Come on, he's transforming you. You don't look like you used to. And so just believe with me, and I believe we're going to talk about some of these things, but in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, Right? I just want to look at a couple things, and I want to talk about the Logos word, because when we, when, we, when, we, when we talk about the Logos word, we think it's just the written word of God. But really, it's God's revelation, the revelation of his word. Logos means not just the written word, but the mind of God. It's God's thoughts towards you. And I want you to hear me tonight, because really, when we realize and understand what God's thoughts are towards us, then everything changes about how we think about ourselves. You can't think about yourselves like you used to because you're a new creation. And this new creation reality totally defines who you are and your identity in him. Are you hearing me? And so there lies where our heart needs to posture. You've been given this reality, this new creation reality, where you don't walk the way you used to. You don't think like you used to. And there's an interchange in Scripture with mind and heart, or heart, if I, was, if I was from South Africa, or New Zealand, or Australia, they have sharks, cars, I know, it's Boston, but it sounds like, you know, when I was in Bible school, they thought I was from Australia, because the accent was so thick, good God, logos, I don't know where I was going. That was definitely a rabbit trail. Sorry. <laughs> the spoken word reveals the heart. Do you know when God speaks over you, it reveals our heart. And I'm telling you, God is amazing. Listen, we all, we all fight with this struggle with condemnation. I'm telling you, everyone in this room does. I'm not the only one. If you, if you, if you do, you're a liar. But I'm telling you, we struggle with this thing of we condemn ourselves, think we did something wrong. We did, and God is looking Listen, he's looking and he's going through our stuff with you. Come on, he never goes through the closet without you. He doesn't go through the stuff without you and outside of it, but he's going through our stuff and saying, look, you can get rid of this. You've been hanging on this for a long time. You can dump it. I got a box outside the closet here, and we can just go to the dump with it and lay, you know, lay it in eternity, and it doesn't ever come back if we just release it. Are you hearing me? 
But some of us like to keep our closets full of stuff we don't need. Like, I need to go through my closet. There's a lot of clothes in there that I don't need. Right? Come on, in the spirit. My wife's like, yep, yep. <laughs> so God, re- God reveals his heart and mind to us through these things. So I felt like the Lord said, you want to keep what's happening moving, what's going on in your life moving. When you have this flow, like last three weeks, I was like, even today coming in, I'm like, God, I don't feel like I did. You know, I start thinking. Come on, I start thinking because the last couple weeks I came in here, I'm like weeping. I can't control my emotions. The spirit of God's so strong on me. And then I'm like, oh, no, I don't feel it today. Well, it's too bad. No, that's what I heard the Lord say to me this morning. Too bad. Maybe you won't feel weepy and cry and all this stuff, but the glory of God is there. I'm waiting to do something right now. And so for all of you, when you wake up in those mornings, come on, we all do, and our feet hit the ground, and it's like, really, I don't really want to check in today. Can I just check out? And God's saying, no, my glory's here. It doesn't matter how you feel. You're going to move on with the day. My glory's going to shine through you because you're, you're an obedient servant, and you walk in the truth, and you walk in righteousness, and you walk in all these things that absolutely identify who you are. And they come from the finished work on the cross. Right? The blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin, all unrighteousness, and we walk in truth. And I'm going to show you at the end of all this, David had the greatest heart cry of all. Even in the Old Testament, he was able to walk in the grace of God with no blood. It's amazing. And so if he could do it, you can do it too. And so I just, again, religion, here we go, religion can't hear revelation. All right? Out of our hearts flow the issue of life. So when we get real religious and we get real rigid and we get stuck in ways and in patterns and in types and in all these things that we we know how to do A, B, C, D, and then when it doesn't work for us, we get all off rail because we're not working out of the place of revelation. So read with me. I got to slow down. Slow down, Miles. Slow down. Reel it in. Really. I do have to slow down. I'm just going to take a sip of water. First Corinthians chapter 2. And I constantly go back to this portion of, of Scripture. I have my favorites. This is one of them. 2 verse 7. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom of God, ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for they had known that they would not have crucified if they had known they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But it's written, Eye has not seen, nor is ear heard, nor have entered into the what heart of men the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Everyone say love him. I'm telling you, it's all going to flow out of love. If we can keep our hearts in the flow of love, we're in great shape. And this is where the, the heart of the matter is, in love. It says, but, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. And God wants to bring you into deep, deep places. And so, then it says this, verse 11, for what man knows... 
the things of man except the spirit of a man which is in him. So we don't want to, come on, we don't need to analyze those things. We start reading this and then we go, spirit of man, spirit of God. Spirit of man, spirit of God, right? Even so, no one knows these things except, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. And so God wants us to understand these things. Listen, we move out of love. God's trying to baptize us with love, right? For now we have, no, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. I know, every time I read this, I'm like, mm, mm, come on, you need the mind of the spirit when you read this, especially some of Paul's writings, because he's going back and forth, and he's talking about, thinking about things by the, by the natural man, but not, but, and also thinking, come on, this is the way you must think. You must think by the Spirit of God. If we think things in the natural, we'll always get messed up. We'll always get off track. Okay, you cannot think by the, by the natural man, right? Don't hit that thing. Holy Spirit wants us to understand that the deep things, the presence of the, of the Father is coming into us in a fresh new realm, that he wants us to understand and know him. And how, what happens when we truly begin to come face to face with him? And this is where the Lord has, has me right now. When I come face to face, when I stay in this place of communion, face to face with him, then his love pours out of him and into me. Because I'm in this love relationship. I'm engaged with heaven. I'm engaged with his presence. And when I'm engaged with the heavenly things, then all of a sudden what happens? What, what, produce, what do I produce? What do you produce? You begin to produce heavenly things. And whether we try to, if we try and think about things in the natural all the time, then we'll be stuck. I'm telling you, it stops the move, it stops the flow of the Holy Ghost. If we start to try and figure things out, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying, come on, God wants to give us the word and he wants to release a word to us. So when the Logos word comes and there's no revelation on it and we try to walk it out, we can't. Because you need to understand by the Spirit what he's doing, right? Jesus said this, the pure in heart shall what? See God. And so what I'm asking you tonight, what does an expanded revelation in your life look like? We want to go from glory to glory. I read that scripture at the beginning. The glory of, the glory of God is seen on you. The Lord wants to fill the earth with his glory. What does that look like? It looks like you filled with glory. He's filling the whole earth, the Bible says this, with the glory as the waters cover the sea. That's revelatory life inside of you moving. So here's the thing. I get, I get, I get focused on one thing. God, how do I steward your presence so you come again? So that when I wake up the next day, that you're there, that I can't get away from you because you're all, and we can't, come on, we can't. But I'm telling you, there's a constant engagement with heaven that God's calling us to so that our minds are fixed on him, that our eyes are fixed on him, that our spiritual eyes are fixed on him so that we walk in truth, so that we walk in light, so that we're not walking outside of his presence. Are you hearing me? 
feeling a little resistance, but I think it's just a little bit of cloudiness. Father, we just ask that you give us eyes to see, ears to hear. Help me to articulate, to bring truth to people's hearts so that we open our eyes, that we awaken to truth, and that we don't miss one thing that you want to give us tonight. And even with, with healing, signs, wonders, miracles, God wants us to, listen, I felt the Lord say, you get what you ask for. If I'm asking God for healing, signs, wonders, miracles to be released in the ministry and all around me, never mind in the ministry, daily. Let's just go for daily because that's how Jesus walked. It was daily. And so when he went, went to get a cup of coffee, he talked to the person, something happened. Okay? Just sometimes by people being around you, something's happening and we don't know. Right? you had been sent there just as light to release heaven on them, and you don't even know. Your assignment's there. You're just being you, but you're being a blessing, okay? And so Holy Spirit wants us to live in this place, and the glory of the Father is on you. Come on, you've been called by the Father of light to walk in the light and to be full of light. And so when, as we engage with him face to face, right, our heart, I just started thinking about our heart regulates our body. Just, ready? We're going spirit, natural. The heart regulates the body, right? It completely regulates, and it flow out of the issues of the heart, out of what's going on in my heart, out of what I'm putting into my body, of what's coming out of my heart, begins to flow and affect my life. Am I right? So in the spirit, I believe the same thing happens. That as we consume things, what we consume, what we set our hearts on, what we, come on, where our heart sits, talking about the matter of the heart, where our heart sits, all of a sudden begins to flow out of us. That's what we produce. So God's looking to just, come on, I said, God, he, I said, God, I just want my heart to sit in that place where I'm in that sweet spot with you. I want it 24-7. Come on, I don't want it to ever end. If I could have an overwhelming waves on me, and I've had it, you know, I remember I started, thought about the Randy Clark smart bomb today. That I went to a leadership thing, and he's releasing stuff, and I'm like, oh, I left with nothing. Next day, my pastor said one word. It could have been Mary had a little lamb. It didn't matter. All of a sudden, the Spirit of God gave me a wham, and I was a mess. I couldn't get off the floor. I'm crying I, all, the whole time. She's like, are you okay? I'm like, no, I'm not okay. There's angels sitting on me. I can't get off the ground. I mean, it was like three hours. And then I was like, God, don't let it stop. I'm in the car. Don't let it stop. I'm crying, weeping. But how, you know how you function life. You know, I'm like 24 hours like this. And then she's like, you want me to just leave you at the church? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No, the prophetic people are there. They're weird. I don't want to be there. You know, I'm only kidding. I'm a prophetic person. Come on. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, I'm, you know, you get in this place, in the sweet spot with God, and God wants you in the sweet spot with him. It doesn't have to be. I believe God wants you to feel his presence. I don't think, I think what happens with us is what happens is we get out of that sweet spot and we move past it, and then we lose something. Come on, but it's always a matter of where our heart is. Because when my heart's soft, I can feel him like that. When I'm, when I'm like raw and God's ready to rip, rip through me, I'm like, you can do whatever you want because you're totally yielded. Come on, I feel that coming through right now. 
when I'm totally yielded, when you feel the yielded place in your heart, God, all of a sudden, just come on. He'll come on with waves of his presence and wreck you. I want to be wrecked. I want to be wrecked by heaven. So the heart regulates our body. And so, God, we, wanna, we want the body and, and life to regulate my heart. You hear what I'm saying? That's backwards. But regulation, come on. We want the life flow of God move in and out, move, move in and out. And so if your heart's not aligned with God and his glory and flowing out of love, it will affect everything else. Do you hear me? God, I'm telling you, there's this whole thing, right? Revelation 2, he said, come back to your first love. What was my first love? I'll tell you what Jesus told me. Jesus told me out of Matthew, right? He told me this. He said, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul. Mark chapter 12, verse 30. And with all your mind and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And then what did he say? He said, love your neighbor. I'm telling you, this was, whole, this was all Jesus' sweet spot with the Father. It all flowed out of this place. That if, he was, if the Lord was on, on high in his heart, you're saying, well, he was Jesus, he was God. Yes, but he had to posture himself to, so that he could hear the Father. Are you hearing me? And so you're, you're in the same boat. Come on, you're in the same way. God, he's made you a new creation. And so when you posture yourself in this position that the Holy Spirit comes down and begins to speak to you, speaks to you, whispers to you, begins to communicate with you daily. You know that, John? He can talk to you just daily. He'll just talk to you daily. He'll talk to the secrets of your heart. He'll begin to speak to you secrets that he wants to see happen inside of you and move through you, right? And so it all comes out of that love place. I love you, Lord, with all my heart, all my soul, all my strength. And when you do that, then you can love the person next to you, as irritating as they may be. Come on. Josiah said, person, that person can be annoying. So we can all be annoying. You know, we can all be annoying. And then he said, well, there can be another level of annoying. Listen, God is trying to get us past the annoying. Come on, you've been, you've been around people that just rub you the wrong way. And God, you're like, oh, I need my sweet spot right now. God, please. And he wants, to, he wants you to live in that sweet spot. I promise you. I promise you tonight. But it's going to be an issue of the heart. Because when we live there and we posture it, what happens in your mind when you begin to go and move away? You feel yourself. I don't know about you, but I feel myself. I start thinking, like, I don't really, especially with people, it begins to go like, I don't really, I'm not jiving there right now. Can we move away? And so you, what you do is you posture your heart in a place that you're not receiving, and you're not only closing it off from that person, you're closing it off from the Lord. I'm telling you the truth. And so the Lord wants this constant love flow to flow out of us. And it's not to be, come on, mamby-pamby so that we let everyone walk all over us. Come on, it's not mushy, stupid love. 
It's good love that's righteous, that we believe the best for people, yet we help them and we believe that God's going to do something inside of them. So we pray for them and we begin to release destiny over them because of our words. Not, not killing destiny with our words. And so it's always got to do with an issue of the heart. God wants to bring us into this place where our heart's issue is just focused on him, moving on him. And I loved what the message said. Um, five eight, Matthew 5, 8 says, you're blessed when you get your inside world, your mind and heart put right, and then you see God in the outside world. Isn't that awesome? I love that. It's all about the inside. It's all about the inside. Am I reading mail? <laughs> Come on. I'm telling you, it's about the inside world. It will reflect what you release outside. And so the Lord wants to do that. You're blessed when you get your inside world and your mind and your heart put right. And there's something that he wants to do with that. Even tonight, I believe that there's, right, we had the, the branding of fire last week, right? And we tend to do that every now and then. But there was a branding that took place last week. And a, it was like, God, we want to be marked for you. We want to burn for you. We want to, you know, it was all about revival. We want to sustain revival. We want to sustain an awakening. We want to sustain God moving in the region all over the place. New England, the America, Americas, okay? And, and blowing up the earth. Why? Because his people are so glowing with his love that the glory of God is so on you because of his love and his passion for people and, and to release the message of the gospel all over the world. Because when we look like that, when we all of a sudden we look like that, he takes those things. Come on. He's going to begin to just take things out of you. I talked about the closet before. He wants to remove things so that he can just blow them out. It can go to recycle. But we're not recycling our issues. Come on. Just send it out. I think it should just go to burn. Right? We don't need to recycle nothing. Just burn it. Sorry for that. I'm trying to be mindful of the planet. So we've all been in this place where we witness seasons of what? All of a sudden, the, the Holy Spirit's flowing in your life, and then it dries up. Right? And so it's, it's where you allow the heart issues to occupy out of your life, and it blocks the flow of the Spirit of God. And so I, I looked at a couple, just, we'll just go through a couple things, and then I'll close. But I just wanted to talk about three personal internal conflicts that will always clog the flow of glory. Three. Ready? My first one's going to be comical, but it's true. It's spin cycles. I don't know why I thought about laundry, but I thought about spin cycles because we have all have cycles that spin in our lives. I don't know. The Lord just gave me the name, spin cycles. It's a spin cycle. God wants to deliver us from the spin cycle, from the cycles that are unhealthy that keep us from staying in the life flow with God. He wants to break. Come on, some of us have been set free from alcohol. He doesn't want to start a new cycle. Some of us have been set free from drugs or, or some type of other addiction or, come on, bad thinking. Come on, we think about ourselves poorly. We begin to do things and act out of how we record the recordings 
and we act out of that place, and God's trying to change that. So we got to get rid of the spin cycles, all the cycles that keep spinning back on us, and we think we need to redo. Come on, there's no more redo. It's just like the recycle. Forget it. Just let get rid of the cycles that spin, and they continually come back. And God wants to break us of all that, okay? Second place is places of betrayal. Come on, that's a big one. Places where you believed for people. Come on, you had people walking around you, people you held in tight, close to you, and they betrayed you. It could have been marriage, it could have been ministry, it could have been anything, but God's trying to break that in a big way. Because what happens is we put up all these protective walls and it doesn't just block everyone else out, it blocks God out. See, when we hedge things around us, it doesn't allow the Holy Spirit to come in because now we're afraid, we're fearful, we don't move into the right mindset to allow God to come in and bring change. I'm telling you, he wants his glory to flow in pure ways. And so he's going to break that. It's just, honestly, it's trauma and memories. Bang. And you'll never forget what happened, but the trauma of it can go. And I've said that before. The trauma can go. And I believe that God wants to change the church so that we think, right. come on, we have right thinking. He's given it to us. Come on, we don't live in this place where we're stuck, right? And then the other thing, the last one, is the idolatry of the heart. Because what happens is we put up idols, and I don't care, you can be in ministry, because I've done it. I allow people who come in, let's just, let's just talk about certain, all right, I won't do that. I have to stop myself at certain points. But listen, there's idolatry, there's things that happen. You put things up ahead of God. You put things up ahead of his presence. Here's what this is all about. This is about sustaining your life presence with him. That's really what this is all about. So you're sustaining a face-to-face relationship with God. So if you're in ministry, if you're in business, if you're, if, you're, if you're just working and doing your thing during the week, God wants you to have this relationship, but he wants you to put down the idols, everything that would get in front of it. See, our jobs can get in front of it. Sometimes our families can get in front of it. Come on, God is in the highest place. And see, all, all life should flow. It, 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 I'd hate to list things. Okay, it should be God, family, that, 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 that should be my priorities. No, God encompasses my whole life. So my life flow comes out of God over everything. Should be God over my, over my family, God over my business, God over my ministry, God over everything, right? But he's the one who reigns. It's not, but what happens with us is we allow things to pop up, Right? And they shadow the throne. Can I just say that? They pop up and they shadow things so that all of a sudden we don't know, God, what's my focus on? Where's my focus at? Are you hearing me? So those three things, spin cycles, get rid of the cycles, right? We're going to do that tonight. We'll get rid of the cycles. We'll get rid of any betrayal. You're going to have to leave it. We're going to just leave it here. Just leave it here. We'll get rid of it later. Throw it in the box. That's the Ark of the Covenant. It'll, it'll definitely go. Okay? I'm serious. We're going to leave it. And some of you may, it might not be a bad idea. We're going to write it and poof, throw it. I don't know. Do something with it. Just get rid of it. Because I feel like there's things that will break 
offer your life. You know, when we hold all this stuff, when we hold unforgiveness, it, see, it, it brings sickness. When we hold unforgiveness, it brings things on our lives. It brings things that will mess us up and keep us out of God's presence. I'm getting people nervous. You're looking a little nervous. I have to look at, you know, the life of David. And just in finishing up, because you think about, and I don't know, I, it's funny, I, when I was a Bible student, I'd learn things and I'd take it for granted that other people might not know these things. You know what I mean? Like you learn truths about the Bible and where the context is, and then you, I just sometimes feel like I don't express them because I think everyone knows them, but that's not true. So I, in Psalms 51, verse 10 and 11, and you may have heard it before, but it says, Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a steadfast spirit in me. Don't cast me out of your presence, and don't take your Holy Spirit from me. And let me tell you what the context of this is. Do you know? Because it was after David had messed up bad, after he had committed adultery, after he had committed murder, after he had messed up his life in a pretty good way. But he was able, listen, this was David's strength. And it's something that we all need to learn. That we have this ability to repent and change. Come on, repentance means what? Change. It's all it means. You change direction. You don't go that way anymore, but you change. And, and what happens is we get stuck on stuff that will bring condemnation on us and shame that we can never get rid of. But David learned this. He said, create in me a clean heart, O oh God. I know this about you. He said, this one thing I do, right? This one thing I, I want to do. I just, just let, me be, let me be the one to be the doorkeeper in the house of the Lord. I don't care. Just let me do one thing. I just want to be in the presence. I just want to dwell in your presence. Because that was, why did David have God's heart? He was a man after God's heart. Why? Because he knew how to repent. He knew how to get back up. And some of us have not learned how to get back up sometimes. And God's saying this. I'm telling you tonight. This is from the Lord. Holy Spirit wants you to be able to just get up from the place you are and go to the new place. And I'm telling you, the glory of heaven will come on you in ways you haven't known. But we're going to recycle. We're going to get rid of all that stuff. We're going to get rid of the cycles. We're going to get rid of the betrayal. We're going to get rid of the heart of idolatry. Because God is always looking at our hearts. David's heart, Scripture says, it was a perfect heart. It says that his heart was perfect. The dude had a lot of mess-ups. He was the king over all, all of Israel. And God kept his promise to him, even through repentance. And I'm saying this. We have something so much greater. Can I say that? Because when the blood of Jesus comes and the power of his blood comes, all of a sudden everything is transformed and washed away. When Isaiah made the statement in the, in, in, in the book of saying, your sins are as far as from the east as from the west. That means whatever you've done, Whatever's happened, whatever past things, it's gone. And I see, right? And this seems elementary, right? It does seem kind of elementary tonight. 
But I'm telling you, the Lord is saying this. He said, if you keep your heart postured towards me, you will live in the sweet spot. You will live face to face. You will walk in truth. You will walk in the light. You will walk in the righteousness. But he's looking for you to just lose that stuff. Any idols, anything that comes before me. Listen, it goes all the way back to Moses. Anything that comes before me. He was talking about graven images. But I'm telling you, idolatry is a big thing. And I think in our modern culture, it's bigger than we think. In modern charismatic church, I think it's a bigger thing than we think. I'm telling you, because our heart posture towards him, because he's the one king. Nothing else is king. My church is not king. Kingdom awakening is not king, even though king's in the name. Do you understand? The glory of the Father is coming on you in these days. You just need to be ready. The glory of heaven is coming and is on you, is upon you. That's what Isaiah said. The glory of the Father, the Father of lights all over you, living inside of you, moving through you, and that everything that gets in the way of that is going. I'm telling you, it's going in government. Mm -mm. It's going everywhere. It's going in the church. It's going. Everything that comes up in front. 